It's six o'clock. Always a good time to call Baird Brothers. Traditional craftsmanship, timeless style. Online at BairdBrothers.com. News Radio 570, WKBN, Youngstown's News, Weather, and Talk Station. Here's what's happening in the Valley. Good afternoon. I'm Macy Jepson. Police arrested a suspect in the murder of an elderly woman in Liberty early this morning. Sean Clemens was taken into custody for questioning. He is now charged with murder and accused of killing 84-year-old Jane LaRue Brown. Clemens lived across the street from Brown. According to investigators, they are not releasing a motive for the killing at this time or saying what evidence they have. A car and a box truck collided in Unity Township, causing the car to catch fire. Heavy black smoke and flames could be seen coming from from the area just before 3 o'clock this afternoon. The accident happened at the intersection of Ohio 165 and Heck Road. The driver of the car was taken to the hospital. The search for a Stark County murder suspect is now over. Sheriff's deputies say the body of Dustin Ray White was found yesterday in a remote area of Osnaburg Township, the victim of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. White was the suspect in the death of his estranged wife. The former mayor of Hubbard will spend the rest of his life in prison with a chance for parole in 10 years. That's the sentence for Richard Keenan, who pleaded guilty last month for raping a four-year-old girl. Keenan began to prey on the girl as early as September of 2013. He apologized in court today. It'll be some time before medical marijuana will actually be for sale in Ohio. There is still a lot of work to be done. The legislature's approval of medical marijuana was just the start. A complete set of rules on how it's going to be grown, processed, prescribed, and sold has yet to be worked out. The rules don't have to be in place for four more months, but the proposed rules call for users to have to pay for a membership card, and doctors could prescribe marijuana for just 20 specific medical conditions. In the newsroom, Tom Moore, WTAM 1100. From the insurance experts, our Kashmirian Associates News Center, I'm Macy Jepson on Youngstown Warren's only news radio 570 WKBN. Fox News Radio, I'm Jane Metzler. Funding for the border wall, a priority for the president who wants it included in any spending proposal to avoid a partial government shutdown this Saturday. Fox's Jared Halpern has the latest live from Capitol Hill. The top Democrats warn inclusion of funding for a border wall in that must-pass government spending bill threatens a shutdown. Democrats have been long clear that the border wall is a non-starter. Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer says the demand for border wall funding is a monkey wrench thrown into negotiations otherwise going well. We feel very confident uh, that they understand the president's priorities and that we'll come to an agreement by the end of uh, Friday. But White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer has not said whether President Trump would sign or veto a measure that fails to include border wall funding. Jane. Thanks, Jared. The Treasury Secretary expected for a big meeting with congressional leaders tomorrow on the president's tax reform plan. They insist the federal government overstepped. A split decision in a court case involving Western ranchers involved in an armed standoff in 2014. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal has the details live. Jane, the jury deadlocked on charges against four of the men on trial for their roles in an armed standoff at Cliven Bundy's ranch outside Vegas. The judge declared a mistrial. Two other men were convicted, one of extortion and obstruction, the other for threatening and assaulting a federal officer, but none of the men was convicted of the conspiracy charges. Bundy called people to his ranch about three years ago to protest the federal government. The Bureau of Land Management was 
rounding up his cattle after he'd let them graze on federal lands without paying. Bundy's family has since become the face, really, of the protest movement against government land ownership. His two eldest sons temporarily took over a wildlife refuge in Oregon last year, Jane. Thanks, Jessica. The Dow closing up 216 points today. Fox News Radio, fair and balanced. The people who design, engineer, and build Ford vehicles never rest, and neither do the specialists who service them. No one keeps those cars and trucks running or stopping better than them. After all, no one knows your Ford better than Ford and Ford Service. Now get a $50 rebate by mail on any Motorcraft brake service when you use the Ford Service credit card. Subject to credit approval, taxes extra, rebate by prepaid debit card. Pads or shoes on most vehicles, one axle exclusions apply. See a participating Ford dealer for rebate details through 63017. Writing job descriptions, sifting through resumes, setting up interviews. Hiring's hard, but Indeed.com makes it easier. Post your job, manage candidates, schedule interviews, all on Indeed. And since independent research shows that Indeed delivers five times more hires than any other job site, easy works. Right now we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Next update at 6.30. Just ahead, more stimulating talk from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. $9.99 menu, nine great meals, one great price. O'Charlie's. Talk sports, Sunday mornings at 11. It's Sports Wrap on News Radio 570 WKBN. Cool your home this summer. Call Massa Heating in Girard, your factory-authorized Bryant dealer. Now, the Storm Team 27 forecast. Clouds will increase overnight as temperatures fall into the upper 40s. There's a small chance for an isolated shower or sprinkle through early tomorrow morning. Staying mostly cloudy, especially early for your Tuesday. Small chance for a sprinkle or a shower early. Highs in the upper 60s. With your Storm Team 27 forecast, I'm meteorologist Paul Wetzel. Currently 65. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. Yeah, that's what it is here. 608 News Radio 570 WKBN and Ron Verb. And before I officially bring him on board, let's see Dow Jones Industrial Average up 216 points today. S&P 500 up 25 points today. NASDAQ up 73 points today. Well, what do you make of that, John Arnold? Man, we uh, it is such a breath. A fresh air to uh, see the market kind of pop out of its stagnant uh, this lull. It's 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 been horrible for financial advisors and, and investors for the past two months. I mean, it's really been in a glut, so to speak. And well, like, so since, for, uh, first mid, of all, explain explain that to people why you say that over the last two months, and then why you're saying what you are today. Well, from the from the day after Trump's election to, I'm going to say, mid-February, third week of February, really markets kicked butt significantly. I mean, it's, it was a, a raging bull market. I mean, there was no stopping it, and I loved it. Um, <clears throat> we made a bunch of money real quick, and then, um, obviously, it, it's taken about 5% back. And I've been very 
bored and, and very patient with new investors trying to get them in and find a way we can eke out a gain in it. Really, I mean, we might make a couple hundred bucks here, come up, you know, a couple points here, et cetera, and on down and then up and and then it'll be taken back. So basically, it's been stagnant, stagnant, or people been holding a lot of cash with us, and and now what's happened is is and I'm going to need some technical analysis terms. It, it broke for it broke way above its 65, 50 day, 200 day moving averages today, and uh, the momentum's so strong on bullish side, the the the, uh, the put the call ratio is very very down. Uh, as far as puts being bought versus calls, I mean, there's so many bullish signs that happened today. Uh, I, I could I could probably have three shows just on the signs alone. So, um, you know, it, it's good news is I get to talk to our clients about positive news and strategies tomorrow about plugging in this market and make some money. I'll tell you where you can make some money. Where I, I think I think I got to talk in opinion. Uh, is a small cap index that were destroyed this past four months, and that's usually one of your favorite indexes if you're a, an aggressive investor. And if you look at the chart on the uh, the small cap index, I mean, it's at the bottom and coming off the bottom. I think there's a lot of room to make some money there. So we'll be plugging clients into the small cap indexes that can tolerate that risk and aggressive stance, and, uh, and that's that. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, now, now, as I understand it, they thought that the market would go up based on what these uh, the the people that uh, were were selected in uh, in what uh, France was it? Uh, you know, the, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that's. I mean, I, well, no they said you know the st- it, but that they, is reasoning. I mean, they said the status quo was out, and it was going to be this either the real conservative woman or this other guy who they thought would, you know, would would beat this woman who's also a a, a different breed of cat, if you will, and that that would make the market go up. That had to be some of it. I was hearing that even before the market opened. Well, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe in my reading that woman did end up winning. Am I correct? Well, she, uh, her, and some other guy. I mean, it's still they still got to run off and that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, okay. And she's supposed to be the Donald Trump of uh, France, so to speak. Uh, completely uh, different flash in the pan, so to speak. Um, and, and she's very conservative, which is really, uh, from what I know of France, very, very liberal. Um, so anyway, but I, I still don't understand how that would significantly impact our market. I think what really is impacting our market is I think that I think investors have have had enough of this glut. And, they, and earnings reports are going to be coming out, and earnings reports, I think, are going to be very solid or better than expected. And I think that uh, that whole sell in May go away theory is going to bite in the butt, and uh, there's, going to be, there's money to be made. I, I truly think there's money to be made based on fundamentals uh, and based on the economy because, you know, keeps ripping and roaring, and employment continues to go down. Um and and that's why I think it's going up. I think it's I think it's I think that the the, the bears have just gone dry. All right, so it's not going to be a one day uh, uh, one day event. No, I, I mean I can't, again I I can't stress enough to the listenership out there. I cannot predict the market. I have no idea. I'm talking an opinion here, but to answer your question, I believe strongly that we have a good month and a half to two months of bull market or more coming ahead of us. And it looks like summer's going to be a nice bull market for the for the uh for the for the stock market. I mean it's just it's just it's appearing that way and unless something significantly bad happens, I, I think that we're gonna be steady eddy on the upside during the summer months, which is great because a lot of times the markets go stagnant during summer months and uh 
people get anxious, and then you usually get a glut at the end, you know, September, which is considered the worst month of the market. Then you have sideways market, then you have Santa Claus rally November, December. So we're setting up for looks like going to be a really nice year. All right, let me give you a hard time. How's that sounds? Uh, do it. Matt. Do it. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Matt uh, Maley. Well, I'm not buying today's rally. The next few trading days are going to be very interesting and very important. While stocks are seeing a nice Monday bounce, my view is that the jury is still out when it comes to this rally. We certainly got some relief out of the election results in France. The centrist uh, Macron and far-right candidate Le Pen are headed for a runoff, and most see an ultimate win by Macron, a pro-European Union former investment banker, is very likely. This has given the S&P 500 a boost of about 1% on Monday morning, and there could be a lot of upside potential ahead. However, we have to realize that the markets were not pricing in a problematic outcome. France's CAC index and the European stock indexes have been rallying into this election. And yes, they both fell slightly in a prior week, but both were very close to their 2017 highs. Uh, The guy goes on about all this kind of stuff. So he's saying, you know, he kind of puts a caution light on that. But that has to do with the election. So so you're saying it's not just this deal in France. You're saying there are other reasons why you think the market's going up, correct? Well... Yes, and, and keep in mind, I, would, I mean, I, would, I, would, I have to admit to the, again, the audience that I wouldn't consider myself very astute when it comes to France's economy and how that impacts us internationally in business. I know enough to be dangerous, just like most, most financial advisors do. You have to be, you know, a, an international business management major to really understand that impact or an economist, and I'm neither. But from a common sense standpoint, if, you know, obviously if there's, uh, going to be better trade value for the United States with France and then overall the European European Union, then we should be winners. But I, but coming back to what you're saying, no, I don't. I don't think that that's significantly uh, what's impacted our markets today. I think that's what was written in the newspapers. But I do not believe that. I believe that. The, I think that sometimes markets run dry, uh, just for whatever reason. The same reason why the bull market ran dry in February. Off of Trump, I mean, nothing's really changed. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's really changed is, uh, you know, possible World War Three with China. Excuse me, um, you know, Russia or North Korea or or all three. Uh, but I, I think that's uh, going overboard to say that would happen. That's significant. Other than that, there's really been no financial major catalyst that has changed. But all in all, the market did take a four to five percent pullback off its highs. From that Trump bull rally, and for the reason that reason is, is sometimes things just go stagnant uh, unless they're artificial. Uh, don't, and, and, and it's, John, but, do you think there's a do you think part of the reason why it went up too is that uh, is that uh, the talk of the tax cuts that Trump is talking about and, re- and repatronizing some of the money coming back in that that he, he just beat me to the punch. Yeah. All yeah. right, I've fi- been working on it for years, folks, and finally. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me stand up and take a bow for just a minute. Uh, My jaw hurts. My jaw hurts. (laughs) Right, Uh, right. I am feeling good about myself tonight. (laughs) Well, I think there's there's a lot of confidence that Trump's going to get this tax reform done. And and just like health care, unfortunately, I hope that the market doesn't think this is something that's overnight. That's a very, it's a major thing you have to get done. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, shaking hands behind closed doors. There's a lot of deals being made. There's going to be just a lot that goes into it to get this tax reform done. It's not going to be overnight, but I believe, because I think that's something he will, he's probably better than the average president would be at. 
I believe that tax reform is going to be done, and it's going to be done well, unlike health care. And I think that that's, that's truly the underlying sentiment to why I think this market's pumping up. I mean, he's talking about Wednesday or Thursday of having a plan in place to talk to the American public about and saying, this is what we're going for. And I think a lot of people are excited about that. So unlike that one writer that you talked about with France who is not buying into this rally, I 100% disagree with them, and I 100% am buying into this rally. And if you have money that uh, can get risky and I mean, you can be aggressive with, and uh, you're, you know what you're doing, I sincerely you, I sincerely give advice here that you should probably consider getting into this rally as well. So I, I think underlying the underlying cause of this whole rally or start of this rally will be this tax reform that Trump's going to bring on. I, I really do. And I think you're a fan. I think you're oh, a fan, yeah. Ron. And, go ahead. I agree. Uh, anytime we can bring you know more jobs into the United States, high-skill level, high-paying tech jobs, uh, you know, like scientists and pharmaceutical, uh, pharmaceutical reps, et cetera, that's a great thing for the United States. That's a great thing because those are – uh, well-paying jobs, and, and those are things that right now robots can't replace. So I think tax reform is going to happen, and I think that uh, I think the market loves it, and that's how we feel about it. All right, and, and I'm going to get into some specifics. There's one other thing that I found today that I thought was of interest. I thought I'd bounce this off of you, and I'm going to get John to follow up on the market now momentarily. I just thought this was interesting, for folks. The world's changing, John. According to changing economics and demographics of young adulthood, 1975 to 2016, a report released this month by the United States Census Bureau, being growing up means something very different these days than it did 40 years ago. Marrying and having children, the report states, are not seen as very important. Marrying and having children are not seen as very important. Instead, young people prioritize educational and economic accomplishments. It's not just ideas that are changing, though. The middle class is shifting altogether. It's not just getting smaller. It's also becoming more female. The Census Bureau reports that men are increasingly taking on salaries both at the top and at the bottom of the income distribution. Even larger numbers of men, now 41% of them, up from 25% in 1975, make under $30,000 a year. Male workers still predominate at the top of the income scale. As young men drift to the extremes, women are taking over the middle class. The report states that young women have made considerable economic gains. The share of young women who earn $60,000 or more grew from about 2% to 13%. A minority, but still a sizable change. Though in part because the men at the top still make so much more, young women's medium incomes range $11,000 lower than the income of young men. So the dynamics of society are changing, John. More, you know, I was always reading more women are going to college and graduating and becoming nurses and pharmacists and this kind of stuff than men. The loss of blue, good-paying blue-collar jobs is, is affecting the male wages and the number of women going to college and getting good jobs is changing the whole dynamics of the middle class. How about that? Yeah, I mean, we could probably have a three-hour program on what you just talked about. I, 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 I'm only 41, but I can, when I hear you talk, I feel like an old guy because I, I don't understand the way the new, the new realm or the, 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 regime, the new regime. I even I hate calling them millennials, but that's what we've got to use. Uh, thanks and, and the way they go about things. Uh, but... But one thing, if you if you if you're dumb enough as a as a business owner to not understand that 
women are carrying household financial decisions, you're really dumb. And in 66% of all households, women are decision makers. And why, why that's relevant to this particular conversation is uh, the markets are obviously aligning with what you're just saying, that uh, retail and, and, and non-retail is aligning with catering to women. And another, the women right now, their values, like you described there, are completely different in the fact that, you know, getting married to Mr. Wright, having two kids, three kids, buying a, a home and going on vacation once or twice a year, is not of importance anymore. They're 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 getting they're going through school and you know they're going they're getting an apartment they're getting a nice car uh, and they have a bunch of friends they're going to date around and we're all and losers basically. Well, I'm sorry. And all of us guys are losers. <laughs> oh, I'm saying losers, but I think that we're getting left behind right. um, with this new reality. Right. I, I really do. And I, one thing I don't agree with the whole change thing is, is I, and I, I just I'm like I said I'm out of touch and I'm I'm old fa- I'm a very old fashioned guy I don't I don't really necessarily agree that I'm the kind of guy that you know if I can afford it I'll let my wife stay home and take care of the kids then that's what I'm going to do um, so I don't understand that but I under but I also will tell you that I line my client portfolios up with with outside of my personal beliefs and say this is the way we're going but they they're uh, and, and back to your point is. They, uh, they are, well, I'll put it this way. As a business owner, I, will, I would rather hire a strong, disciplined female over a strong, disciplined male, age, you know, same age, just, for, just in the fact that I think uh, they're better, they have a better, better management style and they're, they're, uh, they're better employees. Um, I've seen it in the workplace firsthand. Um, and, and I think a lot of companies are witnessing that themselves. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I will, the one thing I disagree with the whole thing about is um, this is a more of a social conversation is they are demasculizing America, which is total BS. I think that uh, it's almost made, made it shameful for men to be men. And uh, I think it's ridiculous. If you watch TV shows, if you watch commercials, they're always, if you, now that I say this, you'll pay attention. Seventy-five to eighty percent of commercials, and there's a man and man and woman in a commercial. The man is always made the fool, the jackass, mm-hmm. um, the lesser. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that neither should be lesser in a commercial. But that's the way society's going, and uh, I think it's ridiculous. And um, and unfortunately, I think it's going to be the, the nail in the coffin for America eventually. Right. But that's neither here nor there. We can't control it. But I, but you're you're on to something there with the whole women taking over the middle class thing. Um, and and you know what, John? I that's think where business is going right. I think it will. Not only do I think it's where business is going, I think you'll see advertising aimed more and more at women. It always has been because they consider them to be decision makers in the household, on washers, dryers, and you know furniture and that kind of stuff. But I think you're going to see it more driven in that direction because that's that's the middle class. And don't you think you know as as I say that you know the dynamics of even investing as far as your clients, I'm sure a lot of them are are male will probably change over the next 10 or 12 or 15 years. Well, I will tell you, my female investors are much more successful in general than my males, my male, uh, equal, equal risk tolerances. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're already there. So I, I, uh, 
So I, in, I have, in other words, you already see a significant number of female investors that, yeah. that have done well on their own coming for uh, advice. Well, the beautiful part about it is, is if you treat them... If you treat them with the same kindness and respect as a male, mm-hmm. they love you because they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not, uh, they're not used to that, so to speak. Like I, I for instance, I, uh, I had a, uh, a really good friend. She's a, she's an ISR swimming instructor. She's a middle-aged woman, and she's went the car lot to buy Mercedes Benz the other day, and she walked out of there because she felt like she was humiliated just for being a woman. Right. It, 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 like I guess it's just ridiculous to me. But but back to our point. So when a when a female comes into our office and uh, you know they got a nice network and they're educated and and uh, you know they're very pleasant, we we uh, we absolutely are salivating to get them as a client because traditionally they are the best clients. If you treat them right, they're very non emotional about their investment. So they have a plan. They stick to it. If you stick to the plan with them, they're normally going to be very, very loyal, and they'll also refer you their also their female friends. It's it's just a great market to be in, and um, it's, it's but a it, great it, market to target. It, it goes to show you, just to folks. I mean, in general, it goes to show you the changing dynamics of America. Like I said, there's we have more women going to college and graduating than you do men, and you have a loss of blue collar jobs or a shrinking of blue collar jobs, and thus. You know the, who the main breadwinner is and who makes more is changing dramatically in America. I mean, it's just uh, it, it, you know, just as we talk about John changing trends as far as shopping and Amazon is concerned, and you know, brick and mortar, that change is taking place just as the dynamics of who makes what, right? It is. I'll give you another example. We had to get our, our pool refurbished down in Palm Beach, uh, which is a very, very big job. And that, I mean, literally tear out all the tiles surrounding the pool itself, etc. So I guess me being the biased, you know, the, the bigot pig that I am, I assumed when I went to, to discuss the project, there will be a man, you know, with a beard. And in comes this middle-aged woman, and she, she, could not, she could have not done a better job. It blew my mind. She's a project manager. And the men are doing the job, and she's the one construct, you know, telling, telling well, this is what's going to go down, this is how it's going to be. And just growing up in an old-fashioned household, it was hard for me to wrap my mind around. But there is, there's a classic example of a change. And, the, and when you were talking, it just occurred to me that this lady was ahead of the construction team, and the, the, and this is just the way America's going. So um, it's not. I wouldn't necessarily say it's about blue-collar or not blue-collar. It's just a matter of. Uh, I think there's a more of acceptable work pattern of women can fill these shoes as well and do a good job at it. What are your thoughts about, uh, I, I know you were looking at oil and invested in that sector, and then I see where they say the oil market has one big problem, people aren't buying enough gas. Traders are growing worried about huh. the demand for gasoline is not there to keep crude prices above $50 a barrel. Comments, please. Man, I, I read that same article um, there's a guy who's considered an expert on oil who believes that oil's going back down to the 40s. And after reading his article, um, I have to I have to agree with you. I I can't believe I'm saying this because, again, I've been conditioned that oil's been the, the largest and easiest and the most inexpensive commodity to fuel jets, you know, obviously tanks, cars, et cetera, lawnmowers, et cetera. But here's the thing. I believe that... Th- those days are coming to an end because of what you just said. A lot of people are moving to big cities. A lot of people are, are, are going away from homes to apartments, which is more in line with city transportation or walking or biking. Uh, 
And then combine that with Tesla is getting more and more efficient on what they're doing. I, 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 think, I think the supply and demand for natural gas and oil is going to be way out of line, and especially oil. I do believe that you're going to have a supply and demand issue on your hands. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to predict the price of oil because I'm not a commodities guy, but common sense says if less people are buying your product, you're going to have to drop your pants on your on your product or you're going to be out of business. So <clears throat> obviously that's years away, but I, I, I do I do agree with that stance. Mm-hmm. Which is good for you because you're you're lo- you're the kind of guy that loves low gas prices. <laughs> you can always hold that again. You got a hell of a. Oh. <laughs> you know what? John Arnold's a lot like my wife. She does. She doesn't forget anything, nor does this he guy. Nails it. He nails it. <laughs> yeah, he nails it. Arnold, just the first half when I thought, boy, I got it going good today. You come right back with that slap, don't you? <laughs> and you know, counterpunching, right? And and he's got me nailed, man. I am the guy saying I'm loving low oil prices. It's helps me with the car and the business and all that kind of stuff. And Arnold says, yeah, but there's a lot of negatives to that when it comes to job creation and that kind of stuff. But you but you were investing in the oil sector, right? I am. I am. I, I'll be honest with you. After reading that article, I'm not feeling too... Uh I'm not feeling too fuzzy about it. Like, <laughs> we got some, we got some gains on it, but I probably won't. But I'll, I'll be talking to my clients about strategy about getting out with our gains and moving on after reading it. It doesn't make a lot of sense. All right. So when we come back with all these gains today and the things that you're saying, when we come back, let's take a look at uh, you know where, where where you're going as far as sectors and what you're doing. All right. Absolutely. Hang on. We'll come back with John Arnold. We'll pick his brain and we'll have more in a minute. News Radio 570 WKVN. And we'll take your calls between now and 7 o'clock. If you're an investor, you have questions. 729 9977. 729 9977. We'll get you in touch with John. Comments, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, 401ks. This is the Financial Show, Monday night, 6 o'clock. 729 9977. If you want to talk to John, get on the line right now. We'll pick his brain with more right after this so you stay with us this is the ron verb show on news radio 570 wkbn it's 6 30 this is a bloomberg market minute and this was a banner day for stocks built on politics the dow rising 216 points the nasdaq 73 the s&p 25 the gains ranging from one to one and a quarter percent they put the nasdaq within 20 points of 6,000 strategists credit first the french election kevin mon is with henyon and walsh it's a relief rally that's more associated with Europe than it is necessarily for the United States. And President Trump is ready to make cutting tax rates top priority now. The Wall Street Journal says he ordered staff to come up with a plan to cut the corporate tax rate to 15%, even at the expense of higher deficits, and have that plan ready by Wednesday. Tesla is getting more aggressive with its supercharger as it gets ready to start charging drivers of its cars for using that network. The company says in a blog post it will double the number of superchargers available around the world, with North America seeing a 150% increase. I'm Joan Doniger, Bloomberg Radio. News Radio, I'm Karen McHugh. Democrats warn the president, forget about building the wall or risk a government shutdown. Despite the president's insistence that any budget deal includes funding for a border wall with Mexico, something that Democrats strenuously oppose, White House spokesman Sean Spicer said he's pretty certain there will not be a government shutdown. 
the work that Director Mulvaney and others have made in this in, in these negotiations has been uh, very positive. They feel very confident that, that that won't happen. Fox's John Decker reporting. French politics play a hand in today's jump in the markets. Wall Street seeing its best day of gains in a month as the French elections turned out exactly well as the markets wanted to see. While stocks are popping, oil and gold are dropping, oil sliding further below $50 a barrel. Jerry Willis of the Fox Business Network, the Dow added 216 points. Fox News, we report, you decide. Our next update at 7. Just ahead, more stimulating talk from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. $9.99 menu, nine great meals, one great price. O'Charlie's. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. For your home or business, call Massa Heating and Gerard, your factory-authorized Bryant dealer. Now, the Storm Team 27 forecast. Clouds will increase overnight as temperatures fall into the upper 40s. There's a small chance for an isolated shower or sprinkle through early tomorrow morning. Staying mostly cloudy, especially early for your Tuesday. Small chance for a sprinkle or shower early. Highs in the upper 60s. With your Storm Team 27 forecast, I'm meteorologist Paul Wetzel. Current temp 63. News on demand. Go to 570wkbn.com. Bad credit, no credit, special financing available at Donnell Ford. Market Street, Boardman. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. Now back to the Jay Arnold Wealth Management Show. All right, John Arnold's our guest, News Radio 570 WKBN. So despite everything we talked about the first half hour, what uh, uh, what do you kind of give us an idea doing with your clients, John? Well, we're, I think I'm going to uh, jump in uh, 100% full steam tomorrow morning. Uh, I wanted to see this market hang on. So what I mean by hanging on is a lot of times since it's been so volatile, it's, it is start uh, in the morning, killing it like up you know 120, sub buck 80, Dow Jones, excuse me, and then uh, maybe you know up 40, 50 on Nasdaq, etc. And then by the end of the day, it fizzles out and it's only up 30, and then it's you know up eight on the Nasdaq and it's a false alarm. But that did not happen. I actually finished up very. It actually ended the day very strong on high volume. It tells me big money's moving back in. Big money. Uh, wants to see this thing pop, and, and his relative strength is going to get stronger. So to answer your question directly, I'm moving in. I'm moving in, and I'm going aggressive uh, with our aggressive clients, and we're, we're finally able to like to pull the lever, and I've been very hesitant, been very disciplined on that. And uh, like I said at the beginning, it's been very boring for us. It's been very um, unpleasant. It's no fun telling a client to hang in there, hang in there, and just wait for this thing, this misery to, 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 you know, come to an end. And, you know, they want to see results immediately, and I don't blame them. So this is, this is, a, this is a really good day for John Arnold in the wealth management form. All right. Any, any uh, comments on sectors? So you're a little more hesitant. I know you're well, in the oil before, sector. You're a little yeah, hesitant there. But, yeah. I mean, in general, review that for me. <clears throat> I will. Uh, but uh, before getting that, if you don't mind, I wanted to bring up a play that uh, I think you're going to love. So. I think Chipotle's back. If you're if you're if you're in the market to really take a, a pretty hard, you know, high risk chance, I think they've 
really rebuilt their brand uh, off the food uh, poisoning, for lack of better words. Uh, and I know you're a big fan of Chipotle. Huge. So bottom, bottom line is, is if you missed the run on the first time, might want to consider getting that Chipotle now because uh, uh, I think the stock is moving uh, off its bottoms. It's the momentum strong. It's making higher highs, higher lows. Keep your eye on that. And another play you might want to take a look at is you've seen, uh, in, this has actually been a topic of discussion for your shows last week, but you see United Airlines took a beating on, on their share price off the public you know, misery of, of, of their, you know, I don't want to say bad or good decisions, just the decisions they made. And I think you could pick that airline up cheap right now uh, just based on, uh, you know, I think people have very quick, uh, very short memories when it comes to stock price and business. I think it's it'll be business as usual three or four months from now. And uh, you might be able to get, a you know, one of the world-class airline stocks for a little bit cheaper than you bargained for. So, uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Any questions on that? Yeah, a couple of them. First, uh, American Airlines has some squabble going on in, in United. So the old uh, <laughs> the old thing, it might be bad news, brings the stock price down, but it has a way, it could potentially, you could be right, you could be wrong, as we like to say, have the ability to rebound, you're saying, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if listen, that's a powerhouse, that's a powerhouse company, whether you like them or not, or whether you disagree or agree how it's handled, your, your ultimate goal as an investor is, is to make money. So, if it's if it's gone down based on bad news, you know, based on public perception or based on something that uh, you know is more like more smoke and mirrors, then and, and, the, and the fundamentals are really strong and business is really strong for business internationally, flights and, and domestically, and they are because flight prices are going up. So I'm just saying that maybe it's a it's a uh, it's something if you're a value player out there and you're willing to take some risk. Maybe you want to take a shot that you made it off with a coupon, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I was just looking as you were talking about Chipotle, $468 a share. Does that sound right? Oh, That's wow. correct. <laughs> Let's see. How many shares you want to buy? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to mow some lawns for that one. So yeah. I, uh, it was down $10.40, but, you're, but uh, you know, an expensive stock, but potentially you could be right, you could be wrong. Maybe there's some uh, some growth potential there, growth potential in United uh, and, and that kind of stuff. So these are individual stocks. you still comfortable outside of oil. you still comfortable in your health sector and things? Yeah. <clears throat> Listen, <clears throat> I got into that financial stock, KBE, right after Trump got elected, and I look like a stud. I mean, a complete hero. So it's, it went straight up like a bottle rocket. I mean, what a great pick. And then, it, it you know, for whatever reason, the banks got hurt. It took some of that money back. But I, I'm a firm believer, again, this is an opinionated show, if you could take some risk, I am a diehard on that on that financial sector. I think there's so much more money to be made in those regional banks right now. I think, I think that, they're, that they're far away from topping out. Um, and, and in KBE, in that particular sector, has been climbing strong again over the past week. It's, it's a, I think at the end of the year, if, if things hold, hold like they are, that the banking sector is probably going to end up being your winner of all sectors. So very strong on that. Mm-hmm. Very, very strong on infrastructure stocks. Those took a beating as well this past month. You look at companies like CNX, CENX, which is an aluminum maker, uh, also Alcoa. You look at U.S. Steel, and they've taken it on the chin. U.S. Steel is at 40 bucks a share, and it ended up in the high 20s. So you're looking at a 20% loss there, 25% loss. 
and and the you know bottom line is it's starting to trickle back. So I don't I don't I don't ever recommend purchasing that individual stock uh, or, or those individual stocks if you're an inexperienced investor. Go to more of the ETF side. So to answer your question again directly, infrastructure stocks on the uh, ETF models. Very, very keen on those uh, XLI, XLB. One is building and one is industry. I'm I'm in love with those particular sectors. A safe play, safer play. Um, again, nothing in the market safe, so safer play. But I think you can pick up a nice dividend, and I think is a nice sector to be in is XLV, which is the healthcare sector, which you brought up. Uh, that's something that I think is uh, is, a, is a personal uh, stake in your portfolio that you should always have just to pick up the dividend. You know the healthcare is quality, uh, and the ETF is going to spread the risk amongst various stocks, and it's going to be managed by a uh, couple um, very high-end money managers that build the ETF. And then um, medical devices. My best performer over the past year has been medical devices. So since I bought that, I think it's up like 36%, which is IHI, uh, and part of that is because of ISRG. Which is my favorite stock, which is uh, makes a Da Vinci device. Um, that and that's a so it's a mathematically controlled robot that pairs up with a surgeon or a, sur- or a couple surgeons, and they do precise heart surgery. And they have some other things coming down the, down the pike. Bottom line is, we're living longer and better every day as human beings. Technology is getting better. We're getting smarter, and medical devices and healthcare are a place to where if you're an investor. Should be a staple in your in your, your portfolio. I would I would think that's a smart idea. Um, how do you feel about that, Ron? No, it makes sense to me. So basically, as I'm listening to you talk, John Arnold's our guest, Truth Investing Show Monday nights, News Radio five seventy WKVN. You're pretty. You feel pretty good about the sectors that we've talked about six months ago or or a year ago. Correct. You're still pretty good about you know banking, yeah, yes, healthcare. I okay. Yes, I am. I think that there's especially with Trump kind of coming into town. I I really do. I think that. I think that those particular sectors line up perfectly for this administration. And so whether you're for against them or don't give a, you know, a crap, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you should care. You know, bottom line is, is don't care about the politics. Uh, there's been so many, of my cli- so many of my clients have been both tried to sway me for and against as far as their portfolio. Well, now the Trump's and I don't know about things. And then the other people call me up. We got to buy this. We got to buy that. We got to buy Harley Davidson. Listen, it's all, it's all propaganda, it's all media. The main focus to your portfolio, if I'm managing it or if you're managing yourself, is what is the bottom line? If Barack Obama specialized, who I'm, I didn't like very much as a president, if he specialized in Cadillacs and Chevrolets and somehow he made GM stock go up, that, you know what, that's where my money would have been. And I could care less if it was Barack Obama or the Queen of England. So my point is... <clears throat> Don't get tied up into the, the, to the news, especially the fake news. Don't get tied up into the media and the propaganda. Buy things that make sense for your portfolio, and that's why I've been buying and, and I'm holding on things that make sense with the Trump administration, which, by the way, I'm for. So I, 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 I'm all about the bottom line. If we can beat that S&P 500 at the end of the year, um, that's what I'm about. And, and I think that's what, if you're an aggressive investor, that's what you should be about, regardless of who's in political office. Mm-hmm. We're talking with John Arnold, and uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you're not crazy about bonds. That still holds true, too, right? Yes. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I got a little bit of egg on my face there because bonds have been holding their own for the past three, four years, and I've been singing that same story, but 
But, I mean, I, I'm the kind of guy that I don't want to be late to the party either. I don't want to be jumping off, you know, the cliff when the water's already left the sea, uh, meaning that I don't want to bail on the bond portfolio when, it's, you know, it's already got destroyed. So um, I'm playing it safe and staying away from bonds. Now, it, it, would I, I'll use a limited maturity bond fund, maybe 30-day, 60-day hold, uh, to maybe be a cash equivalent since we can't pick up any interest or gains on cash. But other than that, I am staying away from bonds because they're too scary right now. Uh, if we have a bond collapse of some kind, it's going to send the whole damn bond market into a spiral. And it could be as simple as a rumor based on interest rate increase. So, yes, we're on staying away from that. And when, and, and when you talked about uh, tomorrow or get, getting all in, if you will, nothing on the sidelines, Do you, are, is there anything in the back of your mind that says, hey, you know, we are, we are way up as the market goes? I, I know you're always nervous about that. And are you still that you're buying when it's kind of high and could adjust <clears throat> down? I mean, what are your thoughts there? No, I, I mean... I, Listen, any financial advisor that cares about his clients, and most most do, by the way, um, has always sleeps with one eye open. You know, they. I wish I was the type of guy that, like, my wife can, you know, shut the light off. She's asleep, wakes up perfectly at seven eight, gets a full night's rest. I'm up. I'm up two or three times during the night because, in the back of my mind, is there another two thousand two? Is there another two thousand eight market crash? I'm the one that's the answer to the clients, whether it's your fault or not. Your name's on the paper as their representative. So I'm, I'm getting to my point here. So, Ron, I'm about 95% very comfortable and 5%, which I'll be for the rest of my life 5% uncertain. I will all, no matter how great the stock market is and no matter how great the economy is and no matter who's president, I am always going to be looking over my shoulder, looking at that next trap, that next catalyst that might send my client's money down for 40%, 50% based on a hoax, based on um, something, uh, a war, whatever have you. Right. But, and, and, something and, and, out there always is going to keep your, you know, keep you from sleeping well at night. And there's a lot, and there's, you know, that none of that isn't a, isn't a, a possibility. I mean, because we have issues with North Korea, obviously, and, and who knows where that can go and if that can escalate. You know, who knows with, uh, there, there's many issues that are out there, that could uh, that, that that could grow is what I'm trying to say. Those things can be game changers, is what you're saying. Obviously, right? Absolutely. The thing is, is we don't know what. Here's the thing: you and I, and the rest of the American investing public, have no idea what the next game changer. Right. Is. We don't have a clue. Right. So, and and here's the thing: what makes the game changer a game changer is you have no idea, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, I said. I talked about that mortgage crisis in, in, in very little detail when I was on the Mangino show in 2006, but I didn't know when it was going to hit. I didn't know it was going to be catastrophic. I just knew there was something wrong with it. Uh, 2002, no one knew that, the, that these technical stocks were, weren't worth the paper that the, they were written on. No one knew. That was a catalyst. That was a new game changer, in your words. We don't know. We don't know. I think, like I told you, I think the next game changer, and I'm going to stick to the story, is going to be the failure of a pension, a big pension. And when that failure of a big pension comes through and the PBGC can't underwrite it, there's going to be all hell breakers because what's going to happen is it's just like the mortgage crisis. They're going to start investigating another pension, and another pension is going to show that it's in the red, and then it's really in the red, and then another one and another one, and then news on the street's going to spread that these pensions can't pay their pay their promises. 
and then that's going to probably send you down for another huge market crash. And then there'll be an over-recovery, and then there'll be an over-regulation, and there'll be more compliance than that's needed, and then the pendulum swing to the other side to where, uh, you know, it, it will hurt the, it will hurt the, it will hurt pension plans from the opposite side as well. Just like the more, and then it will eventually come back to the middle towards common sense, just like what mortgages are doing right now. And that's just the way it goes. So that's, that's where I think our next catalyst is coming as far as a negative catalyst to bring this market down. I hope I'm wrong and I'm hoping, I hope it's years away, but that's my stance. I think that's the next shoe to fall. All right, and and when you talk about the mortgage crisis, it reminds me of something I want to go back to. Bear with me for a minute and get your reaction to this. Used car prices are sliding, and some warm that this uh, trends could have sharp negative effects on both relevant stocks and on the economy as a whole. This is a credit bubble in autos that is very reminiscent of the subprime mortgage crisis. Larry McDonald, Global Macro Strategy ACG Analytics. The Federal Reserve kept interest rates too low for too long. The easy money gravy train has funded a colossal supply of cars, said uh, McDonald, who is known for his book about the decline of Lehman Brothers based on uh, his time working there. Indeed, the number of cars per household has reached an all-time high, and car dealer inventories are rising, according to the bank report published this month. However, the report highlights that autos are a relatively small share of the overall U.S. economy. Car production typically adds 0.1% to gross domestic products. This month's Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, published a report titled, Are We Heading Into a Car Crash? So, uh, let's see. Still, Myers wrote that so far the slowdown in pace of auto sales is manageable for the economy. The auto sector is to go from slight positive for growth over the next prior few years to a neutral. Comments about the car sector in this bubble they're talking about. It's a, it's a very, very boring comment, but I absolutely have zero fear of that auto business ever bringing the market collapse down. None. Zero. Zilch. First of all, I think they're off key with, the, with, with, their predict, with why they're, what the catalyst is for um of why these car markets going down. I think the, I think the catalyst is, is they're missing the point. GM's eating everybody's lunch with leases. And, and so we'll use one of our, our fellow advertisers, Stadium. You can go to Stadium and get a brand new Cadillac for 300 bucks a month with no money down. Why in the world and lease it? And you get to lease a depreciating asset and turn, and, and turn it back in. And if you do pull ahead, you get a brand new Cadillac every three years. Why in the world would you buy another depreciating asset that might have problems and might have issues and this and that uh, are used. So I, I disagree with that, that that's a never supply of the market. I think it's just the opposite. I think that new cars right now are just, just the, the, the financing behind them is so aggressive that it doesn't make sense to buy a used car, and 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 that's the way it goes. But here, here is why. But that, but I, but, but that will mean, well, as they say, if the used car prices will come down, if there's a glut of, you know, when you turn a lease in, if there's a glut of used cars and not a demand for them, those prices should come down. Yeah, eventually they will. Eventually it will will, but it will it will it will it will come to equilibrium to where it makes sense to buy a used car now with the with the with the leasing price. Right now, Ally Bank and GMAC are leasing are leasing uh, cars because I know that because I, I have three of them from General Motors. It's almost too good to be true. The, the leases are where they were at in, into the late the late nineties when I was in high school. 
I can't imagine, no matter how much a used car price went down, going in and saying, well, now it makes sense to go buy the 2014 whatever Escalade when I can do this for this amount of money instead of using my cash on a used car. I, I just don't think, I think they're way off. But more importantly, here's the beauty of what you're saying. I don't think there's any possibility, and I, I'm putting my line in the sand, that a sub subprime crisis in the used car market is going to cause any kind of negative interference in the stock market. I just don't. And and, and that's my line of the sand. I think it's something nice that they can write about. I feel bad for used car dealers. That that's you know that's their their bread and butter. But at the end of the day, I don't think. And, and not to mention, how many how many multimillionaires, billionaires, institution, pension fund, hedge money, hedge fund managers are buying used cars? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say very little, if any. Right. Mm-hmm. So, well, the majority of the, the majority of cars that a car dealer moves. Are leased cars? Oh, not even fifty forty nine. I mean, way beyond it. The majority yeah. of cars are all leased because, as you say, leasing prices are so affordable. And then you got a new car with no headaches and repairs, and people turn it in and get something else. You know, three years later, well, leased cars are good enough for car dealers because they know you're going to come back in two or three years to get another one. So, you know, they move another another car. Uh, number two is the leasing price is so low. People say, "Well, I can drive that. I'm not stuck with it, and I don't have to worry about repairs." And the used car market, there will be a bunch of them on there, and those prices will go down. I guess that's good for used car buyers or people that say, "Listen, I drive more miles than I could, you know, than I if I lease a car. That's not my cup of tea, you know." Yeah, I agree, but it's very little. I mean, I think, I think if anything, you're finding that people want to. I mean, it just goes with home buying anymore. People want to lease apartments and rent houses uh, as opposed to own it. Home buying anymore. It's just. People don't want to be stuck, and they don't want to use their cash flow. And they don't want and, to own something, yeah. it's a, The dynamics of society has changed. It really has. Completely. From, yeah, from, from you know, women making up the middle class to people that don't want to necessarily, uh, you know, to buying and owning a car, now it's leasing a car, and people saying, well, I would rather rent a home or, or rent an apartment than be tied down. And also the dynamics of saying, well, I'm going to work for the same company for 10 years or 12 years, where people might say, well, five years here, and then I'm going to go somewhere else. All, and and that, those dynamics have changed just like shopping has changed. Yeah, and, that, and that, as an investor, that's why you got to figure out where to put your client's money or if you're doing it on your own to, to match up to this new paradigm shift that you're describing that we've been talking about for the past half year. There's a, there's a, definite, there's a, there's a new revolution in this country that's more than just industrial or technology or social. It's a combination of all those things, and you got to somehow pair that uh, that new paradigm and that new revolution with the new way of investing to hopefully make money. And that's, that's a scary thing for anybody. If, and, and if they tell you differently, then they're lying because uh, this would be unknown for everybody. Right. But that's what you do. Folks, this is John Arnold. He's here Monday night at 6 o'clock. Where do we find you? How do we get a hold of you? Um, right up the road, off t- right past Tippecanoe Road. I'm the last building on the left of the Star Center Belt Boulevard Plaza, the opposite side of Poor House. You can reach us for a uh, free consultation at 330-965-9890. We can reach my website at jawealth.net, jawealth.net. And, again, it's always a free, no obligation, zero pressure consultation to give you a free review. Maybe we can earn your business. Phone number one more time. 330-965-9890. And as you like to say, I could be right, I could be wrong. 
That's it's always a gamble in the market. Thank you, Johnny. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, nice show. Next Bye-bye. Monday at six, he's back. News Radio five seventy WKBN. Sean Hannity's next.